smoke is always bad for you. (laughs) You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Walk on. Smoke on. Mwah. Oh, this is kind of interesting, but all right, I'm pretty high. Oh, man, that looks like pot. Is that beef? Nah, niggas, weed! I want my weed. We're stoned. A little bit, maybe, maybe not. You never know when you're in the bowl. On another Tuesday night, thank you so much for being here with us. It is March 11th, 2021. You're listening to episode 82 of Bowl After Bowl. And I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. With another Token Tuesday for you guys. Yeah, Token Tuesday. All the bowlers out there. The bowl is full of the bowlers. You can bowl along with us. Just uh, click on over to... uh, Bowlafterbowl.com Go to listen live. There's a little IRC chat link. That's what we call the bowl. It's the Bowl After Bowl channel on Zero Node. You can find us there. Bowl along, troll along, roll along. All that good stuff. Spark one up. Spark one up with us on uh, Tuesday night. And uh, on any given Tuesday night, right around 9 p.m. Central, just after DH Unplugged. And uh, shout out to everybody listening in No Agenda Nation on the No Agenda stream as well. Welcome, No Agenda Nation. Welcome, welcome. Uh, we always like to start off right up front uh, by thanking and kind of pointing out everybody that comes together to make this show happen. Because it's uh, not just Lori and I in a basement. It's kind of a bigger uh, bigger thing that happens. It comes together. It's a community thing. It's a group thing. It's us here, but it's you out there. And without you out there... Us here wouldn't matter at all. So we always like to thank people. Um, It's a value for value podcast. So that means we put it out there. It's yours to listen to. Um, You can stream it. You can love it. You can hate it. But if it gives you value, we always ask that you return that value in some way. Because as everybody knows. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. And uh, you don't want to be a mooch. So uh, we always like to thank people. Um, right up front and get that out of the way. The executive producer for today's show, none other than Farmer Todd. Hey, Farmer Todd. With a 33.33. Thank you, sir. Donation. And I wanted to talk a little bit about Farmer Todd's gift to the bowl. Oh my gosh, so good. This maple syrup. (laughs) He sent us a quart of maple syrup. So delicious and a huge hit with the girls. Yeah, especially put them on the pancakes. Put on everything. Um, it was so tasty, man. And there's like, it's just so mapley and woody. Like the taste of it, it's so nice and like real. It tastes real. And I feel like you don't need as much as you do with like no the corn syrup, like fake bullcrap pancake syrup. Uh, and it doesn't make you feel like woozy afterwards either. It's like really yummy. I feel like with that uh, 
You know, that corn syrup stuff is just not good. No, this is medicinal maple syrup. <laughs> medicinal maple <laughs> syrup. Boiled with love uh, by Mr. Farmer Todd. Pulling up his note here because he did send us a note with the donation. Um, but yeah, the girls, they keep on, uh, when they ask for waffles or pancakes, and they're like, we want syrup. And they're like, this is from Farmer Todd. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to see Farmer Todd? Can we see Farmer Todd? Yeah. Our friend Farmer Todd. <laughs> it's, um, it's a ways out there, but I did notice it's pretty much on the way to... Uh, to visit my folks? Massachusetts, yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, changing the route to go through there only adds like 40 minutes to the total drive. So <laughs> That's nothing. It was, yeah, it adds way less than uh, what we added to go to see... Uh, Polyface form. That's right. Yeah. That was so, a couple extra hours, huh? That was a couple little, extra uh, hours. A little detour. Uh, Todd's note. Cheers, bowlers. Cheers. The weather's getting greener up here on the Appalachian Plateau. Spencer's reading last week combined with the Misinfo... Uh, oh, yes. Uh, Misinformed Nation podcast. And my neighbor Dan talked to me today and bought some meats. And then he told me he was touched by God. It's very eerie. His change was 33 cents and he said keep it. Hope y'all enjoyed the syrup. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, we did. Uh, we'll be in touch. Virtually tipping my beat-up hat to you. Well, cheers, Farmer Todd. Uh, and thank you so much for that. Yes, thank you. Yeah, people I people received that reading a little better than I thought it would. I was like, it, for me, it was too long. It just was too long is what I felt. Um, but I let it rip anyway. And I don't know. People seem to receive it a little better than I and anticipated. It's an interesting piece. Yeah, it's thought provoking. I just like, you know, I like the questions and implications that it has. And, you know, I'm not like in lockstep agreement with all of the notions necessarily, but. But it's interesting. It's something cool to think about. Um, and if you missed it, um, this would be episode 80 of Bowl After Bowl. That's right. And the story is about an atheist who meets God on a train. Yes. So and then the conversation that ensues. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh kind of halfway impromptu. Like I didn't practice the read or nothing, you know. I yeah, it wasn't pre recorded or nothing. Found some background train noise to read to you. <laughs> you didn't give me any lines. I'm sorry. <laughs> we should have split the lines. I could have been God. No, just kidding. <laughs> he says he's a thirty year old. Uh, I should white have done male, the whole so. thing in uh English accents. Too. Yeah. Well, you know. It's okay. You live and you give and whatever. A hundred episodes from now, we can do it all over again. Yeah, there you go. Nobody will remember. Uh, also, Farmer Todd had asked us if we were interested, I just remembered, to do a radio ad. Um, you know it. I don't he wants even to do know like it. a voice radio ad for his farmer's market business. Ooh. And so I did reply to them saying we that would be awesome. We're in. But just in case you didn't hear that from Todd or see that yet, uh, we're in. Delighted to. <laughs> um, just let me know a couple more details or whatever. Oh yeah, he's even gonna send some dialogue and we'll ad lib with it. Cool. I figured maybe even get the girls saying that they love Farmer Todd syrup because they do and they yeah. talk about it all the time. So yes, that's coming. Uh, thank you. Also, also, <laughs> also to. Um, our other producer today, Sir Saturday. Hey, Sir Saturday. He came in with ten dollars. Uh, no note, but it was kind of tied with 
some help that I did for him. No questions asked. He wanted me to read a couple of things. I believe he's working on a podcast project. Seems to be the uh, the indication on the old tutors. If you look, I'm not supposed to say much other than, uh, you know, it's a work in progress. I'm sure he'll say plenty about it. He seems to be soliciting uh, free ads for people's podcasts on his podcast. I've seen him tooting at various podcasters, such as uh, our last guest in the uh, Bowl on Bowls with Buds, Nick the Rat. That was a great, fun show. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> Got two endings. We had du- <laughs> two yeah, outros. With the double outro uh, Nick the Rat Bowls with Buds episode. So if you missed that, uh, check it out, episode 81. And we have a new URL. So if you want to go and find any of our interview-style podcasts where we sit down with uh, friends, buds, if you will, talk a little bit about them, get to know them in the bowl, uh, you can go to bowlswithbuds.com. And you can find that Nick the Red interview and all the other interviews we've done with the wonderful bowlers. Uh, but Nick, he brought some sort of magic because the luck garden is back. Yeah, I had that in my notes. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, the the luck garden that uh, hadn't produced anything this year. We had uh, Nick in the bowl, and I kind of brought it up and mentioned it to him when we talked about it. And basically I'd said, like, I'm observing that there's no luck out there, you know, yet this year. And I'm trying not to, like, panic or want it or, like, you know, let it, like, scare me, but I'm definitely, like, I'm just observant of the fact that there's been nothing yet. And then the very next day, it was uh, the last cigarette in my box, and I was smoking my Lucky, and then I found a four-leaf clover, and then I had to go to a Fizzolino gig, so. And I got tipped hellas. Awesome. So it's all tied. It's all tied in. So thank you, Nick the Rat, for unblocking the luck trout uh, of this year. Things has been coming up pretty good. Um, and yes, thank you everybody out there for sending your value in, um, whether it's coming on bowls with buds, whether it's sending in clips, uh, you could also leave voicemails. So every week we have a first time I ever topic this week. We're talking about the first time you ever slept in the nude. And uh, if you want to contribute to that, the easiest way is to just, uh, call 816 that's right you can leave a voicemail and we will play on the show talk a little bit about any topic you can talk about old topics you can talk about the current one this week it's all good the podcast um once put out there it's it permeates through time so you may be listening to an old episode and still want to weigh in maybe you have a great story for the first time you ever did that well call in and we'll play it in the future that's right uh you can also text if your voice shy same number 816-607-3663 and uh (laughs) i missed it but during bowls with buds during nick the rat we were talking about camping and one of our savviest text line texters <laughs> said, have you ever had sex while camping? It's fucking intense. <laughs> hey <Hey-o. laughs> 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's great. The text line will be there all week. Uh, also, thanks, Quirkass, for the happy Mother's Day yes, wishes. Yes, thank you so much. Over the bull text Quirkass. line. Such a sweetheart. Um, we had a great Mother's Day. We were looking at the Mother's Day specials <laughs> around town, and uh, we went to the best one, which yeah. was at Hooters. Hooters, man. Ten, it was like... Buy 10 boneless wings, get 10 free. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Then, there were lots of moms in there, lots of families. Did you see her breasts? It was Hooters. It was Hooters. It's funny, <laughs> Hooters, it's like about the Hooters, right? But I typically the butts are on more prominent display. Yeah. And usually like more a little more eye-catching. Yeah. They got those, those shorts. booty shorts that ride like only three quarters of the buttock. And yes. then the bottom quarter, I'd say, of the buttock is just Cheekies. exposed. To the, the bare air, derriere. Yeah. And then we got a waitress upgrade because the shift was changing. The so we had change. two waitresses, which double, was cool. <laughs> double waitress. Yes. So many of those girls that work there are just like little Polly Pocket girls, man. They're just like so little. At, they the, look like, at this one, yeah. They're all. They're like cheerleader, that cheerleader look, you know. Mm-hmm. You could like throw them through the air and stuff. Petite. Slender. Petite. Mm-hmm. Got that good working push-up bra. Yeah, butts. Just butts the whole time. Just butts the whole time. That's all I knew. Oh, what about that honking sound though that their ticket Holy printer makes? Holy shit, that was annoying. Yeah. yeah. There's like um, just like in most kitchen, I think there's a ticket printer in the kitchen and a ticket printer at the bar, <laughs> depending on what's ordered. So if the bartender needs to make drinks, those tickets print to the bar. The kitchen needs to make an order. Those tickets printed to the kitchen. And this, the printers, when they printed off, made that sound like, if you've ever played the game Taboo, and it comes with a little buzzer, and it's like, eee! It's like a annoying toy car honk kind of sound. <laughs> it's like very annoying. And that was just going off the whole time. I was like, I even asked her, which was like, what the hell is that sound? She's like, what? I was like, the, the, she was like, oh, that's the ticket printer. I just have tuned it out now. Like, I don't even hear it. I was like, well, I hear it every fucking time. It's pretty annoying. Yeah. Well, we sat down and first thing you're like, if that car honks again, I'm going to shoot somebody. I was like, <laughs> well, I didn't even hear a car honking. I think it might be the song. It's and fucking embarrassing. Then I started like listening and then I couldn't unhear it and it kept happening. It's like, oh. Yes. But you're like, yeah, I think it's a buzzer from that game, Taboo. I thought somebody was literally playing Taboo because it's the exact same noise. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Okay. Um, the other value for value stuff I want to talk about really quick before we move on to regular show stuff. Um, and lightning updates, I guess, at the same time. Uh, I told people a couple of shows ago, get a node running. And that's going to be the easiest way to like onboard yourself. There is this Satoshi's.stream service where you can piggyback onto their node for, I think it's like a 3% fee. I heard Darren saying something about a fee maybe went missing or what was it found? Was it not found? I haven't really heard the update on that situation. Uh, but he sounded like maybe it was sketchball or maybe it wasn't. I don't really think so. I think it's just like early on, like hiccup kind of stuff. Hmm. So I had to reiterate how early on in the whole scheme of things that the Lightning Network itself is. 
Uh, just today, I discovered a really cool new tool that Lightning Labs released. Uh, actually, guys, it got released today, so that's why it's discovered today. Make your Lightning node the very best. Welcome to Terminal Web. So they have a product called Terminal Web, and um, I'll have a link in the show notes. Basically, you can uh, look through and see their scoring on what nodes are doing and um, people's centrality, whatever that is. I think it means just your kind of connection to other nodes in the network. Like that how, graph? That how central your node is. Exactly. Adam always shares. <laughs> yeah, like the graph. I haven't looked at that in ages. I bet it's a mess yeah. of different nodes. Basically, they're saying that uh, all these different products um, that allow you to spin up a node, uh, like Umbral, Raspy Blitz, MyNode, Nodal, and Voltage, just to name five, uh, it makes they've made it way easier to get a node up and running. And I wanted to also dispel a rumor that's been going around because I heard uh, Mr. Cold Acid on Rare Encounter... Talking a little bit about that. Uh, let me see if my clip wakes. So we're uh, yeah, we we're go. doing the value for value thing. We need to get our uh, our value tag cooking sometime. It's I, we do. I can't do it. I was gonna buy the. Uh, I have the Raspberry Pi. It's in the box over there, but I just can't set it up until I have little things like my kitchen squared away. You know, so it'll well, be a while if I do it. I've always been I've always been hoping that Sir Spencer would be able to hook us up because ah. he seems to be he seems to be like the big man when it comes to uh, streaming sats these days. What? Even more so than Adam. I think he's got it figured out better than Adam does. Whoa! So I have to just stop. I have to stop the show. I was like, I was like passively listening, uh, and then I heard that. I was like, oh no, no, this is not even close to true. Um, I am kind of like, and this is what I said. This is what I've said every time I talked about it. I'm in the car driving. I've had crypto. I've had Bitcoin far longer than Adam has because I had crypto before the early days in the show where they used to like shit on crypto, shit on Bitcoin specifically. And um, now he's kind of turned full believer, and as a result, gotten a lot of. People who used to coin like back into it, I'd say that's the category I'm in. So the first time, my first kind of dip in the sand was just buying Bitcoin, like a tiny bit, like I put 50 bucks in or something. And from that, I bought Doge with the Bitcoin, not with more money. Um, I've had it for a while. I've spent like little pieces of it over the years as it's gone up. Most of it, I just gambled away like a degenerate. <laughs> um, I put 10 million sats on oh, on right. Trump winning over the election, which uh, might be interesting if you know if it, if it if it comes out that maybe he did anyway. But uh, that's neither here nor there. the The thing about it is, like Adam has had a Raspy Blitz node running for a long time and a. Uh, voltage node as well and um, he may have even played with other nodes Adam has sent a payment over fucking ham radio okay I have I, I mean that's I don't even know how to do that but he was uh, one of the guys involved in actually doing it um, Adam has definitely more lightning experience than me 
uh, he's the one that got me interested and into it and even knowing what the hell it was at all. So I had never heard of the Lightning Network specifically as part of Bitcoin and how that all worked until him and uh, Dave started this whole value side of the podcast 2.0 thing. But uh, saying all that to just kind of say the best way is going to be to get a node up and going and it's it's really not at all hard you can have a kind of a choice of different uh products voltage is what i very first started on because you can get it going fast there's a monthly payment to it and they host it which sometimes can be better for uptime just depending on what your setup is uh umble raspy blitz and my node are three different softwares uh basically operating systems that you can install onto a Raspberry Pi and run yourself. So I run a Raspberry, Rasp, uh, Raspberry Blitz as well, Raspberry Blitz node. That's what I suggest is the best way to onboard yourself is just run a node and then hook that node up into the value system. Some people are going to see a cost uh, loss on that. Just because right now it's super early. I think there's like a couple of hundred podcasts that are even value enabled. So it's not something that people are falling over themselves to do this early on. Our thought was like, hey, the earlier we get in, the better it will be for us in the long run. And so that's why I just bought the equipment. Um, have I received in sats what I've put into equipment? No. Um, but I expect to eventually, I expect to cross that over time and I'm sort of far visioned on this kind of whole project and concept, you know, in five years, in 10 years, what is this going to look like? And that's why I was so excited about it and got in so early. Now I want to be able to bring in people who don't want to run a node eventually. And I've talked about this a few times, but I think that guys at Sphinx, um, I haven't, I haven't heard back on a few of the last messages they've sent me. And then I heard Adam say something about uh, that they, there might be some family things going on. So that's going to take, you know, extra time. But if I can onboard people on my node and they don't want to run one and then just take it on a value-for-value value basis, that's what I want to do. But again, if I can't, if I can't make it strictly value-for-value, value, then I'm going to uh, not launch it yet because that's kind of my stipulation i don't want to just like charge a flat fee or whatever it is and then maybe have that change up and down over the time i just want to i just want to do it value for value um so that's something that's still in the air but um we also could really use the sats toward the donation so one way to do that if you don't even want to bother buying Bitcoin and figuring all that out in a wallet, I think probably the easiest way to do it would be via Strike, which is a mobile app. You can do it either on Android or on iOS. And uh, there's a Strike link or a Strike URL. And by the way, if you're a podcaster looking to receive easy sets, I would say setting up a Strike URL would be an easy way to do it. So if you went to strike.me slash Spencer. That's my personal strike, and you can just type in your tip, and uh, it'll give you like the QR to be able to scan. Hmm. Um, 
And then the Strike app, kind of like in PayPal, where you can connect either a debit card or a bank account, you can do the same thing as Strike, uh, connect a debit card or, pay, or a bank account. And then the value you send anybody else, it can just strictly be in U.S. dollars, and they can receive it on their side in SATs. But the SATs are going to give us the ability to open up big channels and be able to actually set up a network that's useful to the Lightning Network. And uh, that's another way that nodes can generate value and receive value is from routing payments from all these different payment processors. So uh, basically we're working on it. It's all a work in progress. But I just didn't want to give the illusion that like I'm some kind of a lightning Jedi master or anything like that. Uh, I am just kind of struggling along like the next guy. Uh, I am in the pod. I am... I'm in the podcaster's seat primarily, but trying to find these bridges between podcasting and lightning devs. Um, you hopped in the car. I hopped in the car. We're driving around. Um, but it's definitely figure it out as you go. Yeah, I just don't know what exits to take necessarily that are helpful yet. Um, we're going to ride around with Metis and see what we can build together. But I think, and I mentioned this a couple of shows ago too, like... This is going to take collaboration over time for sure. And so far, so far, I'm not really working with anybody directly on a lightning specific project, save for uh, that Abel Kirby and I are working on uh, an album. We want to have lightning enabled. We want to have podcast 2.0 value enabled. Um, If you want to give value right now via that, to the show or any of these shows that are value enabled, you can do it right now in Podfriend, Podspace, uh, Podstation, uh, Sphinx.chat, and the Breeze app. I think are the four main places right now. Cool. But yeah, yeah, we're looking always looking for sats for value, but any value is appreciated, and that's the beauty of it too. Is like, if you're a show and you receive in U.S. dollars, you can always buy your sats yourself too. So. We're building, building it one week at a time into the future, into the future. But yeah, let's learn together. That's the main point. Yeah, email Spencer at bowlafterbowl dot com. Yes, you you're pretty good at, you know, walk doing like step by step, baby steps, walking people through. I mean, you got me on the Sphinx. I did get you into the Sphinx. How you liking it in there? I like it. I turned off my notifications, so I'm probably not in there as much as I should be, but it's fun. I like the setup. I like how easy it is to just boost with sats. Been eagerly awaiting a, an Android update that they, uh, Paul teased me a few weeks back that they were on the cusp of it, so we're still waiting for that. Hmm. But that should be cool. should be a little smoother. Operating. So smooth. I like to be smooth. I like to be smooth. Um, I have an OnlyFans update. Oh, yes? They are ripping my pictures down. What? <laughs> yeah, I got a long <laughs> list of pictures today in my email that, like, violate their terms of service. What? And then they also, um, because obviously you are in many of my photos. Oh, right. Or videos. So they want to validate who you are, but instead of like 
using a license or whatever, they would really rather you make an OnlyFans account. And then they're trying to, they're like, you'll get 5% of his earnings and blah, blah, blah. Wow, Jesus. And I'm just like, no, no, let's just move it to the bowl. Yeah. It's time. It is. <laughs> I guess it's time, isn't it? It is time. But yeah, it, uh, OnlyFans.com slash Lorian, L-A-U-R-I-E-N. I do have plenty of photos still on there and videos. Um but well, it's just that while supplies last, like yeah while supplies last like uh anything that has to do like i have a photo shoot planet i don't think they're gonna allow it because it's like oh uh lactation like you can't do that peeing you can't pee on here it's like are you kidding me like what is this <laughs> uh, too many rules certain rules i guess certain rules but i don't you know i just want to do what i want to do I don't like being told no. Right. It's like, I didn't even want to pee until you told me I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and now, you, now you just piss me off. I've been working around the, uh, they have a lot of censored words, like lactating was one of them. So, um, and you know, I'll just use like symbols or numbers or whatever to get around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like all my posts are about podcasts pretty much, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to have a meetup. So then instead of like, you can't say meet up cause that would oh, be dangerous sure. for the models to meet up with people. But I'll put like M-E-A-T space up meet up, which sounds way worse, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. So we're going to, we, um, usually I mean, that was the have had reason video. we even launched on the OnlyFans is cause we could just. You just do whatever. Be naked and hang out and podcast on there. No, no more. Mm, that's because so you don't have silly. an OnlyFans and you're my co-host, so we're not doing the video as of now. I don't and I don't want you to go through other paperwork, you know. Right. But they're like, here are all the photos we found this model in, and it's like four hundred something photos, and Ooh. then they had my mirror photos back up. Thinking that I have a twin who's oh, right. not pr- represented Cause legally. Because you, you're standing in I'm a mirror. I'm standing in front of a mirror. It's two of me. Like, <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's very frustrating. I'm just frustrated. They so. just turned on a uh, facial recognition algorithm probably. and Yeah, just everything at once. Just had it go. Oh, there are How two can they people tell? in this photo. What if it's not pee? What if it's squirt? Like, What's the difference? Am I squirting? Am I peeing? How can they tell me what the <laughs> hell I'm doing? How dare they? It's a bit bullcrap, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Only you know, fans. No, no so I just gotta we gotta move to the no agenda tube. Yeah, it's Blueberry best. is talking uh <laughs> own cast for live video. Hmm. And it has a web chat server as well. Baked in. But 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 baked. Which is cool. So you could probably have a bridge to the bowl from it. And gotta uh, read those terms of service though. Right. Well, I think that it's just the server side. Uh... One click install, Boob said. That sounds nice. Yeah. I'm looking into it. I'll look into it. I need to rehaul the whole goddamn website. Been talking about that for so long. <laughs> and uh, here we are, still thinking about it, talking about We're it. We're taking steps in the right direction, though. That's we right. got bullswithbuds.com going. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the baby steps. It's a step in the right direction, after all. Yeah. Uh,. Bored stupids in town. Ooh. Yeah. Love meeting bowlers. Yes. And uh, he's hanging out. So we'll probably get lunch with him tomorrow. Show him some good-ass barbecue while cool. he's in Kansas City. Hell yeah. 
Do you have a place in mind? Uh, I was kind of thinking Arthur Bryant's. Oh, yeah. Classic. It's where the presidents go. It's the uh, OG. The very first. The granddaddy of Kansas City Barbecue. So, you know, you kind of start with start with the one beginning. <laughs> Phoenix says Spencer's still jacking his dick, LOL. <laughs> He's still jacking your dick. <laughs> uh, no, I'm done. I'm done. For now. Did you see what the Maryland governor did? No. He posthumously pardoned a 15-year-old boy and 33 other racial lynching victims. So he had to, the whoever wrote this article had to separate out one of the lynching victims it was to get the 33, because it's 34, yeah. Wow, that's wild. That is a, that's some gymnastics to get to the 33. Seriously. So, yeah, they were going back through all the, I guess that Maryland has a uh, lynching truth and reconciliation commission that they founded two years ago. First of its kind in the nation. Their job is just to research the lynchings that happened um, and then put a report together about it. And so there were about 40 lynchings they found, mm. um, but six of them had not been, um, the victims had not been arrested, so he couldn't pardon them because they see. weren't going through the legal process. Um, but he wrote a letter to Biden encouraging him to establish a U.S. Truth, Racial Healing, and Transformation Commission to do that same thing. Just research all the thousands of lynchings that happened in this country and then pardon whoever he can. Yes. Interesting way to get to that 33, though. Yeah. That's I was a, like, wow. That's a stretch, man. That's they, quite they went a the stretch. distance for it. They went the distance for it. Very impressive. In Eugene, Oregon, the police have arrested 33 suspects for their role in the May 29th and 30th, 2020 riot case. Hmm. Um, they said that they have a special investigations unit that's been just watching surveillance video of all the businesses that were looted and destroyed. And between the surveillance video and the social media posts, they've spent this last year just combing through trying to find people and arrest them um and so they got 33 so there's the article we won't hear about the rest of them as they get arrested you know like they hit 33 that's when it becomes a news story yep their job is done now but of course it says additional arrests are anticipated so it started off to peaceful protest in eugene and i just laughed then it says (laughs) devolved into a riot and they're like, we know not everyone, you know, participated in I criminal mean, activity. Literally but. every riot starts peaceful, right? Because like, you don't just show up the very first second throwing fire around. Um. So there is no such thing as but a. If, if you show up with like hammers and bricks and stuff, is that really ever peaceful? According to these fuck faces, it is. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Ugh. Yeah, you're so peaceful until you throw the bricks and shit. Well, you can't walk through the Capitol velvet ropes peacefully. No. So, <laughs> just going in there is no. not peaceful. Anyway, uh, a Maricopa man was charged with murder in a 33-year-old cold case. Dang Yeah, 65-year-old Anthony Hayes. 
He was arrested during a traffic stop when uh, the Arizona cops saw he had a grand jury warrant out of Mobile, Alabama. And uh, he was charged with one count of intentional murder of a 69-year-old woman, Stella McCrary of Mobile. 69! 69, 69, dudes! Yes. Authorities are seeking to extradite him to Alabama to answer the charges there. But they haven't said what um, led them to him being the suspect. Hmm. So that was kind of weird because I'm like, wow, that's a long way for them to track him down. Yeah. Hopping over state lines. Had the dogs on him. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, the magic number shows up in all these COVID stories. 33 deaths in Florida, Michigan, Bangladesh. Vermont added 33 cases this week. 33% of Germans have had at least their first shot. And uh, the United States surpassed 33% of its population being fully vaccinated. (laughs) Well, they're at 35% fully vaccinated today. Yeah. But they surpassed 33. <laughs> well, Sir uh, Sir Oma tagged me in a photo that was posted to No Agenda Social on, I think it was like May 8th, where it was at 33%. Nice. <laughs> 33% of the population, but today it's 35. Let so. them know, let them know. Uh. But we were there. <laughs> and that's when they showed the graph on the news. Um, and then in India, you know, they're going through this uh, coof push. Right. And... Officials there found 33 empty oxygen cylinders just sitting outside of a factory. So they got ticked off and took them and are trying to figure out why the factory workers did not turn them in because of the emergency that's going on. Right. And them needing oxygen. Big shortage. Big scary. Everyone's supposed to be scared. We're all going to die. Yeah, so they're going to try and initiate legal action against the person who is stockpiling the cylinders, the oxygen tanks. And I was just thinking, well, maybe they're just junking them if they were outside. <laughs> like, What does your lawyer say? He looks pretty smart. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> he says, Lot, lots go ahead and slow these guys. <laughs> uh, I, like I, ob- <laughs> I object that this guy broke my house. But anyway, you want to go behind the curtain? Oh, yeah. I love it. That's how you got the Getting in there, uh, papers early. out. Yeah, you're ready to go. You mind if I do a J? You mind if I do a J? Might as well. Thank goodness. Our neighbors in Kansas, their house lawmakers just approved um, the medical bill. The medical marijuana bill. Nice. Senate Bill 158. Uh... And, you know, regulates... So they, they might get Medi through the state legislature, huh? They might. It's heading to the Senate, you know. Right. It was approved 78 to 42. Well, if it's a Senate bill, would it be head of the House? Well, it's going back to the Senate. Oh, okay, for final uh, approval. Nice. Uh, yeah. I don't think any amendments were made, though. But, yeah, the bill now heads to the Senate where it must receive approval before being sent to the governor's desk. Tight, so it's in the late stages. Yes, yes. It's been there for a while, circling around, doing that thing <laughs> that it does. See, Kansas, there's hope for you yet. <laughs> well, hold, hold on, hold on, because hey, this bill is a weird one. Uh, you know, you have to have a physician recommendation. That's pretty standard. Right. And 
in most medical states I've been to, you can go to a strip mall where there's a little like green cross and there's a doctor or a person in a white coat yeah, sitting in there's there. A, there's a white and coat clipboard You just holder. give them all your, you just fill out a clipboard and then they're like, okay, so, you know, 50 bucks, little man. And you're <laughs> like, all right. And that's it. That's your recommendation. You know, I got headaches. Okay. There you go. <laughs> um, Get muscle tension, muscle spasms. But patients will not be permitted to smoke or vape under this bill. So it's going to be all. What? Topicals. What? Edibles, uh, patches maybe like transdermal patches. I guess that goes into the topical section. But yeah, no, no flower, <sighs> so no home grow. No home grow, no so, plants. No plant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't want to give it to you the safest of all possible ways. Right. That I even was reading about like uh, in, inhaling smoke is always bad for you. <laughs> I am writing down that time good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, I saw that they have, like, pills you can take. Like, I guess, I mean, I, I know the FDA has approved a THC pill. <laughs> Drobinol or something. Marinol. <laughs> Marinol, that's one of them, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Makes you feel like gives, shit. Gives you a headache, yeah. <laughs> the heebie-jeebies first and then... I mean, it's like that uh, sick roller coaster feeling. Uh, yeah. Like when you do a roller coaster and you're like, regret it, that feeling. <laughs> that's what fucking Marinel felt like when I took it. Anytime I have ridden a roller coaster after the age of 21 <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, once you're old and you can't do that shit anymore. You become an you adult. You get off onto the ground and you're like, woof, woof. Yeah, no good. <laughs> I, run, I rode one fucking spinny ride at that goddamn... <laughs> Yeah, the cranberry bog, please. Yeah. I can't think of what it's called in Basically Massachusetts. a fucking children's theme park. Just I can't car. even ride the teacup spinny ride. Because <laughs> the whole rest of the day I felt like I was falling off of the planet. <laughs> Everything was spinning. I felt woozy. Extremely woozy. Yeah, he does seem a bit woozy, doesn't he? I did. Edaville Family Theme Park, yeah. Oh my god, mess me up, good you time. You got on just that one ride. Jeez. <laughs> and that was the end for you. And they're yeah. like, let's go out and eat lobster. Yeah, but even like, oh god, that was weird I, for the no, class we went, reunion. Yeah, we went to Italian It was my place. grandpa's class reunion. I was like, I feel like shit, I need to wait in the car. <laughs> it's okay. Fuck. Everyone just wanted to see the, the girls anyways, the yeah, little yeah, kids, yeah. you They're know, it's the star of the show. I, they could, <laughs> no one missed. They're you. like, oh yeah, that jackass <laughs> is gonna go out in the parking lot. Perfect. Yeah. Even better. How do we get so lucky? But I also remember uh, one of the first times I took you out east. We went to. Oh, I'm so bad with names. I took you to a theme park though, and we got on the like the Viking ship that just rocks. Canopy back Lake and... Park. Thank you. Yes, Canopy Lake Park. We just weren't on the ship that rocks back and forth, and <laughs> we got off. And our friends we went with, too, were all looking at each other with the head hurt, like, holy mackerel, what Dude. happened? Why are we old? This is the first time I felt old, probably. Yeah, I think so. That was eh. terrible. Between that and uh, when I saw, when I was, like, older than the college football players and I'd watch college football, I'd be like, dude, these are fucking children. <laughs> or when you go to Hooters and you think of that <laughs> dazed and confused line, you're like, what? <laughs> The girls. I keep getting older, and they keep staying the same age. Yeah, <laughs> so little. Something like that. 
Yeah. We uh, are behind the curtain. <laughs> you know. Behind the curtain. Doing the degenerate stuff. Spark one up. But if this medical bill passes, patients and caregivers will be allowed to purchase and possess a 90-day supply at a time. Although, what that means, what the amount is, hasn't been determined yet. Because it's one of those bills that, if passed, places all the determinations in the hands of the regulators. Right. So, um, and they would have until July 1st, 2023 to establish all the rules of the market. Well, I'd like to take back, revoke my optimism. Yeah. Because if you don't have home grow, I've said it many times, I'll say it again, if you don't have home grow, you don't have a medical bill. End of story. End of story. Alabama has passed a medical bill. The Senate voted on it late last Thursday, accepting the changes that the House made, and it has been sent to the governor's desk. So they have... It's very similar to the Kansas bill, actually. No smoking or vaping. Pills, patches, creams. Didn't see anything about edibles on there. Which Hmm. is like, wow, that's pretty limited. And uh, they were touting that more than a dozen conditions qualify I was like, oh, okay, what what are these conditions, right? You give me something general, like mm-hmm. uh, migraines. And it's like, well, maybe that counts as chronic pain, but, you know, we're talking like cancer, terminal illness. <laughs> right. Uh, epilepsy, panic disorder. Oh, you're going to literally die in a month? I guess yeah, we'll I guess let you, you smoke weed smoke. then. No, 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 you can't smoke, though. Oh, right, no right. Smoking or then you can eat a gummy bear, all, but you probably can't even eat a gummy bear. You need a patch. Probably, yeah, too nauseous to even get the gummy bear down. And what's the number one most famous edible of all time? It's a brownie. Do brownies appeal to kids? I mean, uh, brownies appeal to everyone. I think of like a brownie chocolate. primarily as like nursing home food, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it can be like brownies and pudding, what you get for dessert at nursing homes. <laughs> and jello. Pudding. Brownies, pudding, jello, then back to brownies. Like, that's the rotation. It's just lame. It is lame, man. It's a lame way to go. Just let us do our shit, man. Like, we already do anyway. Don't tell anybody, but. Yeah. Well, I have a a third uh, lame medical bill that passed (laughs) this past week, and that was in Tennessee. Um, So currently, people in Tennessee with intractable epilepsy can get medical weed that contains no more than 0.9% THC, of course. Neat. Um, But this bill that just passed, it was Senate Bill 118, expands the list to Alzheimer's, uh, end-stage cancer, so yes, you have to be at death's door before you can get the weed, Um, IBS, including Crohn's and colitis, um, all epilepsy and seizure disorders, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's, HIV, or sickle cell disease. Um, And it will create a nine-member commission to study federal and state laws regarding weed and advise lawmakers on legislation that's uh, patient-focused, allegedly. But here's the hang-up. They will only do that upon the rescheduling or descheduling of marijuana from schedule... One of the Federal Controlled Substances Act. Well, maybe that'll at least <laughs> put some muscle on uh, rescheduling, but uh, 
I don't think so. I mean, it's not even worth a... It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. It's fucking embarrassing! Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, it's pretty sad, like, bro. Here, oh, we have a medical market. If the federal federal government says it's okay. It's not then... even a step in the right direction. It's like an agreement to take a step in the right direction if they take a step in the right direction And even first. then, it's like, okay, so you pull weed off a schedule, off of the, you know, controlled substances list. Right. You just... Let's just pull it off. Let's see. It's a best case scenario. It's just gone. The but then best Tennessee case scenario still... is it's gone. But what's more likely? You think they'll move it to like B or C? Yeah, it's just gonna get rescheduled. Uh, two or three, I should say. Or they'll probably just keep THC on Ray or me. <laughs> they'll they'll take all the other cannabinoids and move that re- reschedule them, and then THC will still be like <laughs> up top. You know? Yeah, CBD will go three. Yeah. We got your CBC, your CBD, all this stuff is safe. But THC, oh, no, 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 no. The Delta 12s and all the other <laughs> shit will be we'll, Yeah, two. we'll even move the Delta THC down. And then but, THC will be one. Yeah. So um, they, they have to make a report, this commission that the bill set up. Um, they have to make a report by January 2022. So I guess they'll be looking at how other states are doing with their weed markets. But... You know, just crazy. Wild. And, e- and then even if the federal government clears it, Tennessee still has this limited medical market, you know? It's like mm-hmm. you have to be at death's door to qualify for, uh, you know, weed. However, they're going to define weed, too. We'll see if they do the, oh, yeah, you can have the pills or the patches. Just wild. <laughs> oh, but- Extra limited. Some better news, after four years, four years after they legalized weed, Mm -hmm. West Virginia has opened its patient registration. This is serious. Damn. (laughs) So if you live in West Virginia and you are a medical patient, you can now register as a medical patient. You can get cards now. Maybe soon. And then like two years later, (laughs) they'll open the dispensaries. Maybe. Nah, two years later, they'll get the grows going. And then a year after that, dispensaries. Yeah, you're probably right. That'll so, be yeah, in a few, right. and maybe four more years, you'll be able to go buy some weed. Because <laughs> like, seed to harvest takes like three months, you know. Come yeah. on, you can go faster. It's okay. Nobody's gonna get hurt by you going faster. The DEA put out their annual report for 2020, and uh, more than four and a half million plants were seized in 2020. And there were 5,000 weed-related arrests. So the numbers went up a little bit from 2019. But in general, things are way down. Yeah, I remember when it would just be tens of thousands and even a couple hundred thousand. Yeah. So, and then uh, have you heard of Skittles, the strain? I have. Yeah, they won uh, Best Flower at the Emerald Cup in 2016. But they are being sued by oh, Skittles shit. candy maker oh, for Wrigley fuck's sake. Mars Wrigley <laughs> It's uh, Skittles with a Z and it's a flower <laughs> and it's not even yeah I mean they have never made an edible 
or candy right. or anything. If they don't make candy, then they could literally call it Skittles, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, but they... I mean, because, like, look at, look at Apple Computer versus Apple Records. That was, like, a big deal, you know? The Beatles, the record company, Apple Records. They tried to sue Apple Computer for the name infringement, and they couldn't get anything because Apple made computers and they made music. I think they reared their ugly heads when the iTunes thing came up. Hmm. They were like, oh, yeah, you, now you bitches are doing music. You're going to settle out of court. <laughs> well, uh, the magic number showed up in that article because apparently in 2015, uh, Mar- Mars Wrigley made $33 billion in sales. Wow. Billion. But they need to sue this, you know... Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Turfogs is the company in California. All cash, baby. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. I like money, though. Two former city officials in California have been sentenced to two years in prison for accepting a $35,000 cash bribe in January of 2020. Uh, in exchange for ensuring that a dispensary application would be successful. Man, I'm surprised there's only one case of that. Well, that's what I was going to say. This is in California, and I remember talking about it when this all started. They must have pissed somebody off in, like, the court or something. Oh, it's better. They accepted the bribes from undercover FBI agents. Oh, Jesus. And when they accepted the bribes, they both said... Things like, uh, well, this isn't my first rodeo. Things right, that implied they had taken bribes before. <coughs> it's just like, These guys have it down to a science, man. They offer their consulting. Mm-hmm. We saw a bunch of that in this state, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The the it's, industry it's circus comes to town. It's like, what? Around, Who are these people? <laughs> kind of creepy. Super creepy. Uh, in addition to the prison sentence, they were ordered to forfeit $17,500 each. <laughs> Um, one of the men was actually set to become mayor <laughs> in 2020, July 2020, so, nope, that's not gonna happen. Gotta love that shit. <laughs> and then my final weed story comes from, uh, Farmer Todd, the neck of the woods, Pennsylvania. Okay. Where two years ago, a grower had their license revoked after a surprise inspection. Uh-oh. I couldn't find the details on what was wrong with the inspection. It just said they weren't following, you know, the little rules. Oh. It could have been too many plants or something like that. But anyways, the... You, you always practice and think like, oh, if the inspector shows up, we can totally nail the inspection. We can do everything <laughs> on the checklist. <laughs> Not if you were stoned at the time. No. <laughs> yeah, fuck. You're coming that to makes bad it time. tough. You're always coming to bad time. Yeah. I don't think that people really think about it or practice either. So no. <laughs> they come and you're like, oh, hi. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the company, AgriMed, was purchased by one of those multi-state operators from Arizona, mm-hmm. Harvest Health and Recreation, um, and they argued that since the violations were under previous management, that they should be able to get the license back in play and start growing in Pennsylvania. And uh, they did reach a settlement. 
with the Department of Health and the Office of Medical Marijuana, which allowed them a conditional renewal of the license. So they're back in play. Nice. Redemption. Redemption, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just like, oh, hi, can I buy that company with all of my money? (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) We'll figure it out. I like money. I don't even know how how the multi-state operators work you know as long as things are scheduled federally uh i don't know it just seems weird i mean i guess everything I they happens can send money but you can't yeah you can't state, you yeah. certainly can't send product across state lines yeah but you can you know have uh, a corporate office that runs a bunch of dispensaries in other states i believe i don't know just little, but... i don't know it's crazy right now it's a wild west. It's Are all we... against federal law. It's fucking lovely. Yeah. All of it. No matter how legal you think you are. Fucking just genius. genius. But you know what is genius? genius? Sleeping naked. That's pretty genius. Nice. Regulates the old body temperature. Good for you. It's supposed to be healthier. Yeah, you gotta air that shit out. You gotta air that shit out, bro. Uh, yeah. We were asking all of the bowlers to, uh... Call in, leave a voicemail, 816-607-3663. This one looks highly suspect. I don't know. I don't know about it. Hi, this is David with SearchEngineStartup.com, and we just received the information for your new website, and it does look like your website is now ready to be listed in the local and national How search How fucking results. dare so you, David? And the following message <laughs> you bastard. information for listing your website. You have been issued a yeah. temporary promo grab a, code in order a to have your pen and web- a paper. I oh, know. Fuck you, David. Thanks a lot, David. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Sent the spam line. This is the bowl. Have some respect. We wanted to hear about the first time you slept naked. Not that uh, my website, you're pretending like it's ready to be listed in your list. Yeah, we don't like lists. I'm on enough lists <laughs> as it is, brother. It's how you found this bowl. You found us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's how you found the number in the first place. I'm already uh, clearly on more lists than I want to be. <laughs> Kindly fuck off. I block your number. Okay. Uh, here's a real bowler, though. You know, uh, having had um, drunk, stoned, hippie, nudist parents. Uh, well, okay. My mother was a nudist. My father, not so much. But anyway, the, uh, yeah, sleeping nude was probably. It's something I've done many, many times, and I've and it ha- probably happened so early in my life. Yeah, I don't remember the first time I ever did that. Um, but there is some benefit to well, I don't know. Actually, generally, just being cold when you're sleeping, there it's um, and so not only so not only sleeping in the nude, right? But but also just maybe not sleeping with as many covers on. Maybe sleeping with the window open. Maybe sleeping, you know, or you know, there's chill pads and all kinds of other things, and it. it um, it's something about getting better sleep uh, doing that, and hmm. I don't know all of the science behind it, but it's one of the things that I keep coming across in my, um, I don't know, in my health journey, as it were, is this this concept of yeah, of you know, the cold in general is maybe not such a bad thing, right? Um, that we we should embrace it a bit more. Um, First of all, our bodies can tolerate a lot more than you think, and second of all, um, there may be some, some some legit benefit to it. Now, like anything, you can overdo it, so you can't do anything with impunity. But um, but yeah, I think uh, you know. So 
if you're talking about, you know, is there a benefit to sleeping in the nude? Yeah, sure, of course. Uh, you know, also makes it easier for other things to happen uh, if you have a willing partner, of course. Um, but at the same time, I think it just in, right in terms of uh, lowering their overall body temperature. Yeah, Always maybe wearing clothes is uh, not conducive to that. But there's a bunch of other things you need to do too to get, to get that benefit. So um, just in any case, this is uh, this is what you uh, yeah. So I, I, I get it, but uh, no, uh, I don't know. I don't have any, any great stories, but uh, I think it's a good idea. And yeah, we should all be doing it. Oh my God, that is amazing! That's true. Amazing, amazing. That's true. Oh, give it to me. Thank you, phone boy. Yeah, phone boy's still jacking, says Phoenix. <laughs> uh, yep, still jacking it. Uh, we had an epic voicemail dump. From the one and only, the lovely, lovely. Hello there. Quarkus. In the bowl. Hello. In the bowl. In the bowl. Yo, yo. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Sorry. It's always an awkward opening, I know. Yeah. So. What do I say? First time I ever would be. First time I ever slept noon. So. Full disclosure. I don't actually remember the first time I did it, what age I was, but I do remember being pretty young. And I have a two-parter. I'll try to fit it into the three minutes I will. So the first time I remember was a post-swim day. It was a really nice, long summer day of swimming and in an underground pool and with a diving board. <laughs> that was really special for me. <laughs> Not in a lake or river, God forbid, or an ocean. I that would be amazing. Anyway, blah blah blah. So <laughs> it was it was a unique experience. I had the window open. Yeah. Um and I had my own room. I was lucky enough. Nice. And I know that I was somewhere before the age of 10 and it felt amazing because I did close my door and lock it and let the cool night summer breezes waft over my body. I love sleeping windows open. And I felt so clean and refreshed and also coronated <laughs> from my swim during the day. Yeah. And having soaked up the sun, it felt so amazingly <sighs> sort of transcendent, I would say. Yeah. Okay, I have 30 seconds. <laughs> I have to check. <laughs> you know, I tend to drone on. So I just remember having the covers off and letting whatever moonlight existed stream in through the window. And it just, it just was one of those blissful moments in a really terrible childhood otherwise. Mm. In, in some, in many ways, but not as worse as it, terrible as it could be. So, but that was one of those blissful moments to myself. Yeah. And, um, 
It just made me want to keep living. It made me love life. It made me happy to be alive and have everything that I had. Cool. That's a great, uh, that was actually the first time the voicemail cut off at the perfect spot uh, for the first installment. Uh, I heard uh, Comfortably Numb there in the background, just jamming out. Hi. <laughs> of course, you knew there would be a second a follow-up, That's part right. two. Uh-huh. I'm just going to coast right on into the second part so that I don't flood your box with messages. So We don't mind. The second time I have a much more vivid memory, a much more lucid memory, when I was actually in my 20s. That wasn't the second time ever, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just such a beautiful memory, so I'll share it. It was the first time I ever slept nude on a waterbed. Oh, nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I just, you know... I'm nervously laughing because it really, truly is a unique experience, sleeping nude on a waterbed. So. That's interesting. I tried it first. And, of course, and of course, again, it was nighttime, even though I'm very nocturnal. You know, you just have to have that experience where it's just you're cloaked in darkness and a relative darkness. And I had... I had a lava lamp going, a blue lava lamp. Nice. Off on a dresser, and I was bathed in this, you know, really kind of psychedelic blue light. And I lay there, also with the window open again, of course. <laughs> yeah, you got to. Fresh air. Love fresh air, motherfucker. Yeah. And feeling that on the actual bed before I Beautiful put any linens on it whatsoever. Ah, oh, man. It's hard to explain, but just not because of a lack of words, but it was not quite like floating on an actual body of water, but, well... Fluid, obviously. Yeah. Just the the way that I could move the the range of movement. Oh, I'm running out of time again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just comes. not very good at this unless I write it, and then if I write it, it will sound rehearsed. Yeah. Anyway, it was. I get it. It was just. It felt so sensual and freeing. Yeah, I like what you, wonderful. I like what she said about feeling clean too. Like mm. one of the most beautiful. When you're naked outside, it always human feels... and uh, yes. I, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I have my speaker on still. <laughs> That's okay. Shoot the speaker. Um, part okay, last three. One, I promise. You know, third time's a charm. You Magic number three. This will be the final. <laughs> so. So I won't continue to flood you. <laughs> I just wanted to. Uh, oh yeah, sorry if you heard uh, the next track. <laughs> I play this mixture of comedy and music, and so you never know what's going to come next uh, on my Pandora. Hell yeah! Gigantic shuffle. So <clears throat> of That's comedy and, and, and music and, and other. It's just cool. Comedy you know? on Pandora. Anyway, so. <laughs> 
That's tight. Blah, blah, blah. What does that have to do with the topic? Absolutely nothing. Except that, uh, and now I'm causing ruckus. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, so, yeah, can you tell that I have anxiety issues? Not at all. Not at all. Mm. And... Um, it's not that you. Make I'm me totally feel that normal way. too. It's just me that makes me feel that Completely way. Completely normal person, not a weirdo. Um, yeah, you always make me feel welcome, and yeah. <laughs> we're all fucking some sort like of some friend. sort of freak. You make me feel like family. I really appreciate that so much. Um, genuinely, and I hope I'm not making you uncomfortable, but it's okay to get a little mush mushy at times. What right? in the bowl? What? And so, yeah, uh, just wanted to finish really quickly here and tell you that it's not quite the same on the waterbed, sleeping nude on the waterbed, um, when you put the linens on the actual mattress, whatever it's comprised of, I think vinyl or, God, I don't, I don't remember what the hell that thing's made out of. The fat balloon Latex, sack. maybe. Maybe vinyl and latex. Um, and the sounds, of course, are obviously pretty unique and kind of sounds like you're underwater mm-hmm. making bubbles. And it's, uh, it's beautiful. It, it's a beautiful experience of having a mortal vessel to sleep nude on any surface, but especially a waterbed or to drift to drift in and on water nude as well is just completely unique and amazing. Makes you appreciate having all the sensations that your body has and having all of your limbs. Not everyone does. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's absolutely sensual and divine. So, uh, Enjoy yourself. I know that you both do. <laughs> Thank you for letting me share all of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and. Ah. <laughs> there might be one more. But uh, I did want to say my parents had a waterbed when I was like super young, like maybe one to three or something, one to four. I don't remember it very well. It's probably like one to two, maybe even. They didn't have it very long. Mainly, I think, because you probably can't do the waterbed thing with kids. It's just <laughs> friggin' impossible. Because you can't jump on waterbeds, and, you know, you can't have scissors on waterbeds. I think it might have been scissors on the waterbed that did it in, but I can't remember. Like, I can't remember. <laughs> I cannot remember at all. But it was To you. save my butt. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> my memory's fuzzy from all the way back then. I was super young. But, uh. Yeah, I don't really... I wasn't old enough to really remember or, like, soak up the sensation. You didn't get to take your clothes off and spend the night on the waterbed. No. That's correct. I did not. Uh, Quirkus, just close this out. And I love you. Love you, too. And I love you, and I adore you, and I appreciate you. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye. We love you, Quirkus. Rock on. Smoke on. Mwah. Rock on, smoke on. Do you remember the first time you ever slept nude? I do. I do. I was older. <laughs> it was uh, after I met you. 
Pa. I stayed at your place. Mm-hmm. And you sleep nude, and I was like, hey, when in Rome, I guess. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest feeling in the world. At first, I felt, you know, for lack of better words, naked. I was like, you don't <laughs> sleep without pajamas. I have to. I would sleep with, like, a sports bra on, underwear on, pajamas uh, on. Too much. Can't even do that anymore. No, hardly. no, especially, like, any type of bra, sports bra. No fucking way. <laughs> but... You had your little mattress on the floor, and it was, like, fall. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember windows open sensations. Softy, the blanket, the blue <laughs> blanket we still have. <laughs> Living in squalor in the Jay slums. <laughs> the Jay slums. And, um, yeah, I just started sleeping naked and haven't looked back ever since. Mm-hmm. But I do keep a bathroom real close to my side of the bed for... You know, if you hear a little voice in the middle of the night or <laughs> someone stealing jelly beans out of the kitchen at three in the morning, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's happened. Yeah. It's been known to happen. <laughs> then I got that to throw on. Hey, go back to bed. Yeah. This next color <laughs> never goes back to bed. In the bowl. Spencer and Lorian. In the bowl. In the bowl. First time I ever slept in the nude. Um, Honestly, is is fairly recent. And I don't remember exactly when. I don't mind being nude, but sleeping in the nude is tricky because, you know, you, like, roll around, you roll onto things, and then those things <laughs> hurt. And uh, Maybe. it's not enjoyable, so, you know, always just tend to sleep, you know, in at least a pair of boxers. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Not too exciting, though. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Love you guys. Adios, mofos. Adios. Adios. <laughs> Stick. Stick. <laughs> we love you too, Fletch. Love you guys suck. That's <laughs> <laughs> what the transcript ends with. Oh, love you guys suck. <laughs> you can't suck yes. me. <laughs> what are you doing sleeping around pokey things? Yeah, what are you rolling on to so violently <laughs> in the night? Man, I've never had to sleep thrash problem except for maybe i could count on my two hands you know yeah same as like not having trouble falling asleep I, only a couple of times that i've like really thrashed around in my sleep uh i get tangled up in my sheet one time but in my dream i was like running through the forest and i kept like stuck in these cobwebs and then the cobwebs kept getting thicker and thicker and then all of a sudden i was just caught in a massive Ooh. spider web and then i woke up like all rolled up in the blanket like an oh, idiot. Yeah. Oh my god. Cocooned. I thought I was gonna poop myself. <laughs> I don't like that. Mm. Having your arms restrained by the blankets is a freaky feeling. This whole um, thing is very, very spooky. Didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no good. Oh man. I have another call. On the bowl line. Well, the first time I ever slept nude. Yeah. Was, well, that's all the time, really. That's uh, <laughs> Sunday, yeah. Monday. Mm-hmm. It ends in a Y that day, that night. I'm sleeping in the nude. Yes. Hell yeah. That's just, yes. it's my it's my go-to. Um, if I've gone out and I've, and then I come out, come home, and I have a bunch of change in my pants. And then I take off my pants and my shirt 
and everything, and then I hop into bed. Like, I'll just, like, leave my pants the way they are, and, like, all the change would fall out. Yeah. And <laughs> it kind of looks like I got raptured, which is pretty neat. <laughs> nice. So... That was a I'm, big I'm thing. I'm sure as a, as a child, I definitely was always in the nude going to sleep. It's just mostly very comfortable. Unless I'm not feeling well, and then you have to get like, extra clothes on and be warm. Then I'd probably like wear a shirt at the very least. But <laughs> most of the time, yep. sleeping in the nude. And that's the way to go. Yeah, It's much more comfortable. Hell yeah. That color has class and taste. Yes. She knows what's up. <laughs> I love that. Leaving the clothes behind, looking like you got raptured. Like got raptured. <laughs> we don't know anything about that in this episode. <laughs> yeah, you know. Sometimes there's like three days of raptures laying around. Put the pants right there, and they still have the wallet and the phone in them, and you just stick the charger into your pocket, into the phone. You can just stand in them the next day. Keep going. Or you can uh, ask your wife, where's my phone? Where's my wallet? And this I is going to keep know. going. And you say, they're in my pants from yesterday. Well, which pants are your yesterday pants? <laughs> the ones with the belt. It's always the ones and, with the and, belt and still on it. That's the yesterday's more than pants. Three belts, so that, that can be all of the pants on the floor. <laughs> this is a result of that. Hmm. I'm going to take them pants downstairs. Yeah, I think the first time I ever slept in the nude, I can't remember specifically, but I think it was like in high school, it was like in that newer house. Because oh. with that one, I had a room on the upstairs floor, and I like, never could be bothered, you know? And my door was always shut. So by then, I was like, okay enough to just, you know, not wear anything to bed. Then when I went to college, then I had a roommate, and I couldn't exactly do that anymore. And then that second semester, that roommate decided he was going to drop out of college and go backpacking in Europe. So the second Ooh. semester, I had a double to myself. Nice. And then I did start, again, sleeping naked, and I have ever since. Because then cool. after that, I had a single, and then after that, I was out of the dorms altogether, so... Yeah, it's just more temperature efficient. I feel like you're more comfortable when it's hot and when it's cold. Uh, especially when it's like super cold in the winter. Under the covers, you just warm up like three times as fast. Yeah, without the clothes. Without clothes. The body heat. Yeah, if you have pajama pants on and then you have like your bare feet out the bottom, and your feet aren't going to get the same like heat distribution as your as your rest of you. And, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, but I couldn't go back once I... It's always <laughs> uncomfortable. I'll sometimes fall asleep with some piece of clothing on, but, like, sometimes when I fall asleep with a T-shirt on, I'll wake up at some point and just be, like, <laughs> like, claustrophobic almost and have to fucking rip this shirt off. Yeah, you're, like, sweating even if it's cold like, in the Jesus. room. I'm like, what's going on? Oh, shit. Too I lazy my clothes to on. pull the goddamn shirt off. But, yeah, you know, sometimes you just pass out. It's like Carolyn said. Maybe sometimes you pass out with a shirt on. Always a mistake. You're always like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Don't you want to see me naked? I want to see this next caller naked. 
Hey, bowlers in the bowl. This the bowl. is their seat sitter. It's I have been busting my ass. I don't know what's going on. I've been fucking working three jobs. Holy and, shit. Uh, I don't know what the first time I ever is tonight, but I'll tell you what. This is not the first time I ever had a good time. Nice execution. You You're doing terrific. And I Hell love yeah. the show, and I hope you keep doing what you're doing and keep spewing what you're spewing. Scoopity poopity poop. Scoopity poop. So the first time I ever called into bowl after bowl, I had something better to say than this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Aww. Hey. Well, you know, uh... Yeah, well, you know, that's just like, uh, your opinion, man. We love you, Sir Seat Sitter. Yeah, thanks, Sir Seat Sitter. You're the man. Kicking ass and taking names. That's right. I was trying to scroll by, but we have so many goddamn voicemails. Trying to scroll by? What? Don't scroll by to see. But I I was like, I can find the first time he ever called. Oh. Because <laughs> he alleged he had something better to say. Bowl after bowl. Hey, hey, uh, after our uh, chat about dreams, mm. okay, so listen what happened to me. Oh. Uh, I had a dream last night. Last night. Or I guess it was this morning because I woke up about eight. No, and last, I had this dream. Last August. That. My dream came true of Trey Parker and Matt Stone going on Joe Rogan, but they were dressed up. Trey was dressed up as the cat in the hat, and Matt was dressed up as Big Bird, and they stayed in character the whole time. And then I woke up, and it didn't actually happen. I almost looked on YouTube to see if it was real for a second. Didn't It didn't happen. Yeah. But fingers crossed, it's a prophecy, you know? Yep. Well, smoke one for me because I'm out of weed. Oh. <laughs> we quit? I just thought we were out. Yeah, we're just out. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't top your first one every time if if your first one's such a crispy one like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we just love hearing from you, man. You don't have to put all this pressure on yourself all the goddamn time, man. I get it. I know what running around... Like a crazy, dumb son of a bitch with too many things to do and not enough either time or knowledge or experience to actually accomplish all of them. But you just kind of, you know, you just kind of keep at it. Keep doing what you're doing and learning more shit on along the way and we'll get there, you know. Eyes on the prize, baby. Eyes on the prize one week at a time. I see you out there, man. You put in work. Love it. So am I. He was on that uh, OBDM. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was like the guest, the Skyping guest. This son of a bitch, Sir Sir Seat Sitter, has the like most bushiest, lush mustache <laughs> ever. And I know it didn't take him so long, like comparatively. Because when we saw him, he didn't have no mustache. He was baby face looking. I mean, this <laughs> son of a bitch looks so fucking gnarly with the mustache man i was like i will steal your mustache <laughs> that's awesome yeah you should find it i will i will that obdm it was great it's great one he's just a funny dude man funny guy uh 
This next comment. Howdy, hope boys. Y'all motherfuckers couldn't hit me with another tough one. Hit I had me. to sit here and really think about this one because just so much of my life was spent couch surfing. Yeah. For like the period between college and these tours and stuff. I mean, by the time I hit college, I was still a nice little modest uh, homeschooler kid who Aww. didn't, you know, want to do anything too naughty. I'm just going to only drink at the cast parties and stuff like that. <gasps> uh, and even when I hit these tours, for the longest time, I had roommates. So, like, my first two Disney and Ice tours, I had roommates. Um, the 42nd Street tour, the first full-length Broadway tour, uh, always had roommates. Um... So realistically, I don't think that was kind of like a common practice. Yeah, it can. Right? There was like two weeks of break work that I did for Joseph in the Dreamcoat, and mm. that was the first time I ever showed up to a show. And you're like, oh, here's your room. And I walked in, and there's one bed, and I'm like, did somebody fucking schedule something wrong? <laughs> I thought there was always two beds or always two people to a room. Not the case for that one. Nice. So. It was probably, if I was a betting man, probably sometime September 2014, 25th, no, 2014 would be my guess. And, um, yeah, sleeping naked's great. I like that shit. Yeah. Spread out. Ah, shit. Have a good one. <laughs> Spread out my shit. In the bowl. <laughs> In the bowl. Poops out for Harambe. <laughs> We got a text. We got a text on the text line. Hello. Shout out to all the stoners and loners out there. Keep smoking and joking. Peace and love. Love is lit. Talk about farming slash homesteading. I'm going to be starting one, just like everyone else says they are. <laughs> <laughs> Guzman of the Midwest. Cheers, Guzman. Hell yeah. Fuck, man. Homesteading in the bowl. It's the, bo- it's the dream, you know, one, one piece at a time. That's what all this shit is, man. I mean, we have our five-year and ten-year plans. We have long-term where we'd want to be, which is, like, as decentralized as possible, and people can keep making fun of the term or making fun of it as a buzzword or whatever. But uh, it's a state of mind. It's a process. It's kind of like, uh, you know, a little base with the prepper idea of just, like, be self-reliant and self-resilient, be able to, like, survive whatever stupid shit happens. And like, why wouldn't you be thinking about being decentralized and unplugged from all these systems that you have to depend on? Like buying gas at a gas station. Everybody has to do that. Do we have to do that necessarily? Probably do a hell of a lot less of it. Um, electricity costs, all of these different things. I mean, you can't obviously completely unplug in a realistic way, but every step that you can take is a fun one. And regarding farming and homesteading, I mean, we live in the urban core, but we're bringing up crop of garlic every year now. And, you know, we've got some fruit trees and we're doing a little bit. Love to have chickens. Yeah. But, but that's another like commitment thing that we're talking about when we're juggling a lot of to-do stuff, you know. But uh, that's the thing, man. Just you know, have a to-do list that you want. And as long as you keep pulling down wins... Off of there, you get to it all the time. Yeah. Can't be everything you want before your time. It's that juggle. Mm-hmm. Juggling it all. Juggling start hustle. With, start with three balls and <laughs> something will be up at 10 or something. Yeah, man. <laughs> Phoenix has been uh, homesteading for years. Ooh. 
Um, cool. Yeah, let's do next week. First time I ever grew some food. Okay. First time I ever grew some food, and uh, you can call grew some food. Grew some food. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking two words: G R E W, some food. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, grew me some food. First time I ever grew first time I ever grew me some food. All right, all right. Um That'll be a good one. And then we can talk homesteading cuz I love it. I love the topic, I love the concept. Yes. In fact, there's a Sphinx tribe cuz uh Paul Of course there is. Oh, Paul. Paul is a big uh proponent of homeschooling and homesteading among other things. So, there's a tribe for unschooling and Sphinx that he admins and there's a tribe for uh Homesteading. I'm not sure if he's the admin on that one too, but he's, I gotta he's get in, in there. He's in there for sure. Yeah, some good ones. This next caller has some good ones. Seriously, are we all technically nude under our clothes? <laughs> yeah. No. Um. First time I ever slept nude. Uh. I believe that was like ten or twelve. I think. Um, and this goes back to going to my friend's grandmother's cabin that was on a lake. Um, and we were all sleeping there and I got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and did not make it all the way to the bathroom. Uh, Whoa. so I actually had my like pajamas and my underwear off and was washing them in the sink in the bathroom. Uh, when my buddy found like, Wanted to know what was going on. She woke up in the middle of the night. I had a towel on and everything. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, perfect. Yeah, when I finally told her, then she ended up taking the clothes and throwing them in the washer there to uh, wash them and then trying to sort of have them the next morning. So, and she sent me to bed, dude. Nice. Well, with the towel. <laughs> so, I went back to bed and slept with the towel basically nude. Ah, so. get the towel out of there. How oh, weird. <laughs> Goofball. It did not feel right. I don't think I slept well that night at that young of age, but yeah, that's the first time in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. No backups, huh? No backups. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's weird, like, all the conditionality you have, like, before you really broach that, like, getting over it thing of nudity, which I guess, like, everybody has to do it one time or another. Or maybe or, I was gonna maybe say, some people never do. But you, you seem like you never felt that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because when we talk about it, and I tell not you really. Yeah, I guess not about like that dreams of like forgetting clothes and not even all your clothes. Like sometimes I just have dreams about being in my underwear and feel embarrassed about it. And you're like, no, that's weird. <laughs> I was like, you've never had a dream like I've that. I've had I've had dreams like that, but I never felt embarrassed. But you didn't feel, yeah. <laughs> but. You didn't feel naked about being yeah. naked. Like, even when I did uh, the art school stuff, even from the first time, it wasn't really that weird to me. It wasn't like, oh, my God. It's just kind of normal. So you're probably right. But I, I used to know that, like, maybe everybody else wouldn't feel that way. You know what I mean? I think yeah. I was sensitive to that. Sensitive to, like, how other people might react or blah, blah, blah. I'm not trying to piss anybody <laughs> off, you know, necessarily. Always. Just certain people at certain times, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, this next caller never pissed anybody off at any time, I'm sure. The first time that I ever slept in the nude, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that I was that I remember doing it was when I was a young boy. I was probably like ten, and uh, it was it was a hot summer, and I was going to bed, and I asked my mom very sincerely. This is a very sincere young lad, <laughs> like mother. Uh, in, in my British accent, I said, Mother, <laughs> is it uh, prudent to keep one's clothes on under the sheets if it is warm? And my mom was like, No, son, you may, you may discard thine uh, clothes uh, if you so wish. We used to, and she, she said to me, You know, we used to do it when I was a kid and all the stuff. And I was like, Oh, this is something that people have done for a long time sleep naked. Okay, great. <laughs> So I did it, and uh, it was fantastic, and I enjoyed the experience very much, and I have to say that it's carried on into the future. Yeah. All right, I'm going to smoke so much fucking weed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give you this joint, nigga. There you go. Oh, that's great. Yeah, um, that's the thing, is once once you first can do it, then you just don't go back because you're like, wow, why would I go back? Why would I go back? It's only when you're like somewhere else where you're around other people where it's like not technically all right. Yeah. But it's just kind of like, eh. I don't wear no fucking pajamas. I hope you're uh, okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> when you're under a cover anyway, it's not like. Yeah, exactly. It's like a big deal. It's not like anyone else has to know. They take off their clothes and then they look at each other naked. Yeah, it's not that... It's, uh... I don't know. It's not that weird. Just regular people. It's like Ned said, you know? We're all naked deep down. Yeah, under these clothes. Under the required purchase of some kind of uh, overgarments. You gotta get some the clothage. <laughs> hey, we gotta we gotta circle back. I had once got lost or misplaced mm. in a building. Um, alcohol may or may not have been involved. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I was totally naked. Whoa! I knocked on several doors. Nice. Until I got to the right door. <laughs> but I thought I would share that with you. Bet. Love you guys. Love you. I love you. That was a 33 second voicemail. Oh, perfect. She wasn't wearing anything. Oh, man. <laughs> Your sweet mates, thank you. <laughs> For knocking late. Knocking late in the hotel room. With Carolyn Blaney. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know. So next week we'll do first time I ever grew me some food. First time I ever grew me some food. You can grow us some food at 816-607-3663. Let us know about your homestead. Or your bromestead. Or whatever you got going on. Instead. Yeah. You want to kick it on the lanes? Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold. Let's do it. So, a tourist in China 
was left dangling from a 330-foot glass bridge as strong winds shattered the panels beneath him. Holy shit. Yeah. They had 90-mile-per-hour gale-force winds, and uh, he just hung there until firefighters got there and kind of directed him to crawl to safety. Mm. So... (laughs) At least he made it out. Yes. But Man, I guess these isn't that something you'd probably never do is like walk across across a glass bridge or something. That's what I was thinking. Even walking across, I'm like, hell no, no interest in that. And I guess that China is big on these glass bridges, oh, walkways, pff. and slides thing as know. like a tourist uh, attraction. There's so much Chinese infrastructure that's like sketchy but, as shit. But they don't. Ha- I didn't see anything about China having glass pools. Like London and that pool we talked about last week. Yeah, you know, like I said, pool. I would still try that, but that I would I'm only, trying. I would not swim in one in China. I can tell you. Yes, <laughs> this is the thing. I yeah. would swim in one here probably. I want, I want to see the Great Wall, but I don't want to see these glass bridges because all glass breaks, and I don't want to be on it when that happens. Is the photos are terrifying? <laughs> yeah, three hundred and thirty feet high. Jeez. Kind of got the magic number in there, too. It's too much. Too much. That's pretty high, man. <laughs> pretty fucking guy high. Was, <laughs> guy fell off a bridge and grabbed on and was like, Wow, I am really high. <laughs> he didn't fall off. He's hanging on to the railing still. Yeah, that's and what I'm saying. He fell to the railing. Ugh, ugh, ugh. I don't like thinking about it. It's, it's just, it makes me dizzy <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> Anyway, play clip one. Oh, clip one. Here we go. Here, 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 here we go. And a Los Angeles woman is celebrating finding her mom after more than 50 years. Lisa Wright, who was put up for adoption at birth, found her biological mom after submitting her DNA to a genealogy website. I grabbed her. We were hugging. I said, my baby, my baby, my baby. Turns out her mom is actress Lynn Moody. Hi, mama. Ironically, her best-known role was in the 70s sitcom That's My Mama, which her daughter watched when she was a kid. I watched her all the time. (laughs) It's just been crazy. It's an incredible journey. I I had to pull that story. Yes, sir, that's my mama. No, sir, ain't no drama. It's just one of those, like, Truman Show moments where it's like, that was her mom. And she never knew her mom. She had a closed adoption at mm-hmm. birth. It's just, that was a surreal story to me. Having yeah. gone through all that rigmarole. The closed adoption thing is a point of contention. And, well, for me, the weird, like, coinkydink, life's a, a joke kind of moment was that I found out I was adopted on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. The first year I met you. Mm-hmm. It's just wild how those things work out. And it I is. saw that. It's crazy. Show that's your mama. I was like, no way. That's your mama. <laughs> and she loved that show. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's your mom. That's crazy. Anyway, uh, New York City has decided to replace snow days with remote learning days. Damn it. No way. <laughs> Fuck that. I know. I was like, no. Snow day blow day now. Yeah. Fuck. What, you just realized you could do the remote learning thing after the the year of uh, 
I don't know, man. COVID nineteen eighty four. It's always been there, but I just enjoy I the snow this day. Past year, they've proven they can't do it. Yeah. And then if they're gonna, then you know we're turning the money fountain off. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You don't need all the budget if you're just doing remote. Right. Nobody's going anywhere. You don't even need teachers. You can just do like a when you do an online college class. Oh, yeah, like the recorded it's just a, a PowerPoint <laughs> presentation you're clicking through. Pre-recorded <laughs> some kind of lecture. Yeah. Just so you can't just... ask questions. And... Um, oh, and, and then, half of the kids are breaking up anyway. Yeah. All that tax money, and just come back to the taxpayers. <laughs> just carry to the Department of Education. Just <laughs> oh, it'd be so easy. Well, anyway, play clip two for me. Clip two. A nurse from Missouri spent two days living in New York City before she packed her bags and headed home. She says that she was assaulted by a stranger near Penn Station. 25-year-old Taylor Dowling says that she was walking with her parents to their hotel last night when she was randomly punched in the head near 34th Street and 9th Avenue. She was supposed to stay here as part of a summer nursing program performing Jesus. COVID vaccinations, but she says that she wouldn't feel safe riding the subway. Imagine if I'm by myself and I don't know anybody. So there's just no point to stay and risk that. So Damn. instead of starting her new job today, she flew back to St. Louis with her parents. It's supposed to be the other way around. It's supposed to be like. Smash a New Yorker. Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Nick the Rat was lamenting. New York life. He sounded like he wanted out into a field or pasture. You could see him being a field rat. Hell yeah. On a little homestead, maybe somewhere. You know. Yeah. Man. I, you can't, that's just too bad. You can't go anywhere alone and shit. I mean, I, and you're in a state where you can't just carry a sidearm with you at all times, you know? Yeah, exactly. I was thinking that. It's like, well, it's not a constitutional carry state. Good old Missouri. <laughs> well, it's so. not even a state where you can get a permit and carry a gun. Oh, true. It, you have to literally be a fed or something. And even if you if you do manage to get the licensing, there's just so much crazy stuff where it's like, oh, the ammo has to be in a box, separate, <laughs> locked up, separated from the gun. <laughs> yeah, or the places that like make you run away first. Like, you can't shoot anybody. Oh. You have to run away. You can't get punched in the head and shoot because of that. Try running first, and if they chase you to punch you in the head again, maybe you can take the shot. That's why we like the castle doctrine, yeah. where it's, uh, if you're in my castle, you're fucking dead. End of story. Yeah. You break into my shit, it's night-night. It's a lot easier that way. That's what the castle doctrine says. It's uh, It's pretty nice. I just think it's crazy she was with her parents. You shouldn't have an expectation like, to flee your own home if it's being invaded. Someone just singled her out and was like, I'm just going to punch this girl in the head. Oh, She's a pretty 25-year-old just... girl. Like, I just don't get it. Like, what the fuck? And I, I will... It's probably not worth noting, but... Oh my God, it's ignorant. Her her mom is Asian. Hmm. Her dad, I don't know what he was. He had sunglasses on. But she is... <laughs> she doesn't look... She's mixed. She's a mixed girl, so she doesn't really look Asian to me. Yeah. And just like when she's sitting next to your, her mom, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's your mom. I see. Mm -hmm. You're mixed. And then it's like you go to New York City and you get this crap happening, getting punched in the head. Why? Maybe it's the almond-shaped eyes. Like, 
But anyway, come back home to Missouri. They say that the tax are on the rise. Even though I was also like, wow, you feel safer in St. Louis than New York City. This is pretty wild. But yeah. I mean, but you know, New York can be rough. For sure. And piss and scented. Smells like piss. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's funny because the rumors are true. We had said, uh, I don't remember if it was before or after Nick they're at, but I was like, my most vivid memory of visiting New York City is the smell, the mm-hmm. pungent piss odor. And then Nick was uh, going on about that on Behind the Schemes yesterday. Yeah, we talked about it on. We talked about Bowls it in the bowl. too, yep. But yeah, I guess yeah. you just can't talk about New York without that pee-pee smell coming <laughs> into your mind's eye. P-P-P-N-Y-C. <laughs> you gotta love it, baby. Well, KCPD. No place like it on Earth. They had their uh, work cut out for them today. Mm. A man used a stolen identity to purchase a $58,000 Ford Explorer. Oh, shit. This happened back... In July of 2020, um, but for whatever reason, the issue was only raised to the public today Hmm. with KCPD saying, oh, hey, it's been brought to our light that someone's identity was stolen and this guy bought this almost $60,000 car with it. So uh, if you, uh, they're lucky because the dealership, I believe, takes a picture of all their customers that buy new cars. Mm. And so he had a picture of himself with the car. Whoops. The guy that used the stolen identity. Now, he was wearing a black face mask. Oh, sure. it was 2020. Right, right. Um, and so God, it's that makes like, crime mm. so much easier, dude. It's fucking crazy. But within an hour, <laughs> within an hour of them posting that picture, yeah. people had called in and recognized him and identified him. Because also, he's probably driving that car. Yeah, you know? and he so, just got the new car. They're like, holy shit, that's good. You look <laughs> at the guy. body and the hair and the eyes right. and then the car, and you're like, that's this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and turns out he was actually already in custody on the Kansas side on different charges. Oh, so. double prizes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Uh, Ukrainian authorities seized 1,500 bottles of booze that were made in Chernobyl. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh... Moonshine. Oh, made man. out of apples grown 45 miles from the nuclear complex. Um, Nuka-Cola, baby. <laughs> their manufacturer, Chernobyl Spirit Company, uh, is actually run by Ukrainian and British scientists. And they are doing everything by the book, they say. Uh, And they've actually been producing alcohol there for several years. One you might have seen is the vodka uh, called Atomic with a K. Mm -hmm. A-T-O-M-I-K. And they just recently branched into this uh, apple moonshine. Interesting. They say that it's not radioactive because when it's distilled, all the impurities stay in the waste product. But I don't know. The, the authorities weren't too happy about it. Took fifteen hundred bottles. So nice. Would you drink the <laughs> Chernobyl spirits? Um, maybe I'd like get a Geiger counter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's take a look. I definitely don't trust the source when the source says trust. Uh, me. I don't know. <laughs> I also there's a part of me that feels like maybe a lot of that is overblown. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, they said they're really just trying to help get um, the people who live around there, you know, get their economy back up and going. And so they're trying to prove, like, hey, we can, this land is still, we can still use it. So, anyway, in Australia, a crew constructing a new school found a giant wood moth the size of a rat, and it was so heavy, it struggled to fly. Holy shit. Now, I'd never heard of a wood moth before. This thing is huge. Um, But they are rarely spotted by humans because they only live a few days at a time. Ooh. So it was, like, interesting on several levels, this find of theirs. And then also uh, over in uh, the left coast, California, at Crystal Cove State Park in Orange County, a football fish washed up on the shore, perfectly preserved. Huh. Of course, that's a type of anglerfish. An anglerfish. Yeah. So, you know, they live... Those things are crazy. 3,000 feet below the surface. And I I didn't know this, but there's more than 300 living species of anglerfish. Huh. So this football fish is one of them. But they have no idea how it, you know, washed up on the shore and perfectly preserved, like I said. So... Yikes, those things are nasty looking. Yeah. It was 18 inches long. And I remember when we went to the Baltimore Aquarium... They were talking about how, I think the female anglerfish are what we think of, and then the males are way smaller, and they like fuse themselves to the body. Oh to yeah, be... they're like crazy tiny. Yeah, they fuse themselves to a female and just give her sperm constantly. Yeah, that's n- fucking wild how they work. <laughs> actually, I forgot all about that, dude. Oh, they are nasty creatures, bro. Nasty creatures. Nasty. It's just creepy, bro. <laughs> well, you can't look away, though. This whole thing is very, very spooky. I remember... Oh, the light on their heads. <laughs> I remember being a little kid and first, like, looking at a picture of an ang- anglerfish and just being like, Ah! Holy fuck! It's spooky. But it was like, you couldn't look away, you know? Yeah. You're like, Jesus. That's one of my... thing of fucking nightmares, man. It's like a sci-fi movie come to life. Yeah, it really is. Oh, deep sea, you know? It's an... Not the place for us. They're like aliens. God damn, living they below are, the bro. surface. Oof. Yeah, that's They're wild. Like Imagine being a little fish down there, and you just see this like flashing light, and you're like, "Oh, I wonder what this is," and then you're just in its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank no. you. <laughs> it's gonna be a hard pass. Well, how do you feel about squid? I'll eat it. Yeah, well, that's good. That's a great start. Noto, a Japanese town known for its squid fishing, decided to spend its coronavirus relief funds on a giant squid statue in the hopes of attracting tourists. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. at least they didn't buy, like, 20 ventilators to kill people with. But no, seriously. Yeah, they, uh, they just bought a squid statue. The statue cost them $200,000. It's 29 feet long and 13 feet high. Holy shit. Yeah, go there, get some squid, take a picture with the squid. All cash, oh, baby. That's a lot of dough for the squid statue. <laughs> yeah. 200 Gs, bro. Someone had a great, you know, that was a great project for them. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Starving artist, he is not. No. <laughs> Play clip three. Clip three. If you don't mind. I don't. I love it. 
On an ordinary day, lots of hunters, runners, and nature lovers trek to the Weldon Spring Conservation Area to enjoy the scenes and serenity. But around 1230 Saturday afternoon, police say gunfire disturbed the peace. Uh St. Charles County police say a hunter told them he was on the Lewis Trail Loop when he accidentally shot a hiker in his chest. What the the hunter said he mistook the man for a turkey. Emergency responders airlifted the victim to an area hospital with serious life-threatening injuries. According to the Missouri Department of Conservation's website, spring turkey hunting season in Missouri ends on Sunday. The Missouri Department of Conservation's list of safety rules and ethics says hunters must positively identify a turkey before aiming. They are not supposed to identify one by just sound or movement. Also, hunters should look beyond their field of sight because other hunters could be near that target. And if you are out hunting and are involved in an accident, you are required by law to give assistance and identify yourself. If you do not, it is a felony. Fuck, I bet that, you know, hearing the whole story, I bet he just literally said, I thought it was a turkey and he's just sticking to that story because it's like the (laughs) only way he's not going to get fucking locked up for a long time. That's a good theory. I didn't actually think about it like that. It's like, because what she just said, you know, you have to like confirm it's a turkey. He just had to be like, I was goddamn certain it was a turkey or something. (laughs) And Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, and they had all sorts. You just of go whammo on a poor millennial jogger people running who... out in the middle of the woods. He doesn't know what he's doing out there in the woods. <laughs> got his earbuds in, his uh, AirPods or whatever they got nowadays. The kids, <laughs> yeah, the AirPods, no wires. Running with his Fitbit, some shit. <laughs> all of a sudden, he's got a hole in his chest, falling over. He's like, "What the what the fuck? I'm pushing it hard today." God. Pushing something. That's it. No, no turkey no for turkey. this game. But dang, <laughs> yeah, that was a, or that, that guy. was a low score end, man. Yeah, poor fucking guy. Hey, well, you know. Welcome to Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to shit. Welcome to Missouri. Don't look too much like a turkey, <laughs> or we will fucking shoot it, you in the chest. Definitely don't say gobble gobble. Don't say it. Not in the woods anyway. On the woods of St. Louis area. Yeah. East side. Come to the west side. Come to Kansas City. We have some good trails. You won't get shot. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for not getting shot with us tonight in the bowl. It's 11-11. Make a wish. I've been Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And until next Token Tuesday, may your bowls burn ever brighter. May your bowls burn ever brighter. Bowl after bowl. He does live in Kansas City. Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. Dane DeLorean. Lorian and Spencer. <laughs>